And I, I say amen to what went before. Um, certainly agree. Brother Cole. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Carlson. I got a second amen from Brother Cole there, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians 2 as a, as a starting point of text. <clears throat> In the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I want you to notice the the language the Apostle Paul uses here, specifically in bringing to light things that we should know, that we we should understand and know as what not to do. You know, there's there uh, when 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 the apostle or the Lord Jesus Christ talked about the Jewish nation under the time the, of the, the beginning of the gospel, a lot of it was negative, you know, and it was rightfully so. Um, there there were some writings concerning some people, just like in Hebrews chapter 11, we call that the the the, the Hall of Faith chapter. Uh, just a neat little title to it, right? Uh, <clears throat> But there are individuals that lived in the time from, from righteous Abel all the way to the time of Jesus Christ, to the, to the Lord came, that, that were mentioned in that Hall of Faith individual. But overall, uh, the children of Israel, Paul gives examples of what not to do. And uh, so listen to the language, and then we're going we're gonna, to, ultimately, I want you to compare the situation we have today and it is a situation. Nobody can deny the fact that it's, you know, that we're we're in a great turmoil, and we're going to prove why. And uh, and and, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna show. It's gonna, in other words, it's gonna be a parallel. There's always been a parallel. When people do wrong, then consequences happen. That's just the way it is. And, and that's that's happened since the beginning of time. Cain killed Abel, did he not? What God do? They say oh, it's all right, Cain. You just kill him. That's fine with me. He banished him. Then he sent him as a vagabond away from him. Cain said, this, this punishment is more than I'm able to bear. So uh, through the, throughout the discourse, I want you to try to, to consider yourselves and, and consider where we are in the United States of America. And Or, if, listen, if we are somewhere else, I'd preach the gospel there too. It wouldn't matter because I'm thankful to be here. Uh, <laughs> this is where I live, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But, but the... Uh, it is, it is a worldwide problem. Sin has always been a worldwide problem. You know, since, since the dawning of time, since the fall of Adam, sin has been a worldwide problem. The problem is, is when sin is encouraged or evil is called good and then good is called evil. And we're going, we're going to look at some of the instances of, of, of the Jewish nation that we follow parallel with in America. There can be no denying. You can... Uh, listen, this, this is an odd way to start a, a sermon. I'm going to quote to you from the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. All right, one of my favorite quotes. Uh, and, uh, it was, and, and I, do, I don't want you to have the Linus Van Pelt attitude. Linus Van Pelt was, was uh, Lucy's brother. You all know him. So Linus is writing to the great pumpkin. And at the end of it all, he's, he's, he's comparing him to Santa Claus, of course, and uh, and at the end of it, it says, P.S. If you're not real, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Don't have the Linus Van Pelt attitude. <clears throat> not knowing something is dangerous. 
We want to know everything God has to arm us against Satan, against ourselves and our own weaknesses and sins. We want to arm ourselves against the judgments of God that God has promised will come upon a nation, don't matter how powerful we are or how powerful we think we are. You know, uh, righteousness exalts a nation. That will always be the only thing that does. Sin is going to be a reproach to any people. It don't matter who we are. Uh, You know, we, we cannot exalt ourselves like the Israelites did above their God, above our God. It will not work. So you and I have got to figure this out. Who are we going to listen to? What kind of knowledge are you going to listen to? Whose words are you going to adhere to? Because somebody's going to tell you something, then you're going to tell it to somebody else. Everybody in here is going to be a teacher. I'm a teacher. Listen, if I tell somebody something, especially about the Word of God, I better know what I'm saying. Uh, You know, the problem problem is is when people don't know what they're saying or a lack of knowledge, Linus Van Pelt, don't tell me, I don't want to know. Because surely if I put my head in the sand like an ostrich, the problem's going to go away. It will not go away. Friends, we are, this is here to stay. we got to figure out how to deal with it. <clears throat> now, listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. <clears throat> he says in the fifth uh, verse of the tenth chapter, But with many of them, not all of them, but many, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now listen, I'm not going to go to each one of these things and talk about it. That, that, that's maybe another sermon. I just want to... I want to to show you what the result of these things are. Now, these things were our examples. Us New Testament folks. How about that? Gentiles too. You can learn from the Jews. These things are for our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Neither be idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. Sounds a little bit like America, don't it? As long as we got food and we got drink and we got play, we got entertainment, life's good. Doesn't matter what goes on around us. That's just the way it is. Yet Paul says, don't be like that. That is, nothing wrong with eating and drinking, is <laughs> Now, that, listen, this goes a little bit deeper in this, and I'm not going to get into that. <clears throat> but the idea that we're not here for a long time, only here for a good time, is a bad idea. That is not the knowledge of God. Uh, God's knowledge does not teach that. It doesn't mean we can't have enjoyments in this life. That, but they got to be within the confines of God's bounds. God sets the bounds. You and I don't get to do that. Mankind does not move out God's bounds away from where God sets them. It kind of like the ocean. God said, I, listen, I, 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 <laughs> I set bounds for the ocean, the sand. And, and, and God says, here, you know, these little grains of sand stops the ocean. God says, here shall thy proud waves be stayed, and you can't go any further. What happens when they get out of bounds? Well, it causes confusion, doesn't it? When the water gets into the streets, if, if, they, if, they, if, they, if the hurricane pushes it through, and uh, then you've got, you know, you got chaos. Well, that's what happens when you go out of bounds. God sets the bounds, you stay within the bounds, then, then, then this life on this earth will be much better. And that's what I'm primarily talking about. I understand heaven. I understand there will be no sin in heaven. There will no be, be no need for, for instructions in heaven. God's people is going to be delivered from this world, from this evil present world. But now while we're here, 
This is what we got to deal with because we're alive, y'all. We are alive on this earth today. And so we have something to deal with, don't we? we, got, we we're living in earth, on this earth and in time. So let's not think primarily of our lives being eating, drinking, and playing. Neither let us commit fornication as taught in America. That it's okay to do when you want to do it. You don't have to be married. You just do it when you want to do it. That it's okay to do because somebody said it's okay. Somebody has taught you that. Has taught us that. Have you ever, you remember Yosemite Sound? I'm going on another cartoon. Uh, Yosemite Sound from, uh, most of you kids probably don't know Yosemite Sound. But he was Bugs Bunny and Roller at the time. The time I grew up. And uh, he would always say when Bugs Bunny gets the best of me, he'd say, I've been hornswoggled. I've been bamboozled. You know, I, I think a lot of times if we look back, we can say we've been hornswoggled and we've been bamboozled. And it's not by God. God has not hornswoggled us. He's not deceived us. God has laid the word out. said, this is it. And if you don't do it, this is, this is the consequences. Somebody else has given us knowledge without the knowledge of God. Somebody has told us things that we want to hear. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul talked to, uh, talking to, uh, uh, to Timothy he said, the time is coming when they will not endure sound doctrine. Folks are not going to listen to you. They're not going to endure it, but they will heap to themselves teachers. In other words, they're going to find somebody to tell me exactly what I want to hear about this matter. Whether it's about sovereign grace, whether it's about morality, whether it's about fornication, adultery, whether it's about homosexuality, whether it's about uh, transgenderism that we deal with in the United States today, which is absolutely ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous that we're even dealing with things like this today because we've been bamboozled, we've been hornswoggled, we've been taught things by people other than God. And this, this is the consequence of it. Y'all. It's always confusing, always going to be confusion. So they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, if you tell me what I want to hear... I'm going to listen to you preach. Just tell me what I want to hear. Don't be that way. That's Listen, don't be, don't be Linus Van Pelt. Don't tell me I don't want to know or tell me what I want to hear. Both of them are wrong. All right. <clears throat> because of this, Paul says some of them committed fornication. They fell in one day. 23,000 people died because of folks committing such a crime against God and Christ. Who is God? Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them tempted. Not all of them, but some of them. And they were destroyed of the serpents. That's over in the 10th uh, chapter of Numbers, or the uh, 13th number. Now all these things happen unto them for in samples. And that, that simply means types or examples for us. And they are written. God purposely wrote them, as one of the reasons why, for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. The Jewish world's about to go away. The, the, the way they worship their ceremonial law. But guess what never does end? The moral law never ended, did it? Jesus Christ said that uh, uh, not one jot or tittle. That just means the very punctuations of the, of, the, uh, of, of, the, of the Hebrew law will pass. He said heaven and earth will pass, but not one jot or tittle of, of my moral law. It's God's law. It's Christ's law. None of it's going to pass. In other words, we cannot overcome it. We're not going to, we, we can't change it. We can't alter it. The Ten Commandments are still active today. 
The moral laws of God, the laws of nature are still active today. You know, that's all the Gentiles had was the law of nature. Paul talked about that in Romans chapter 1. Paul said that the invisible things of God are clearly seen by the things that he, are, that he has made so that, uh, so, so that even his eternal power and God has understood by the Gentiles who were not given the law of Moses, had no idea about it, lived in a whole different region of the world, yet they could get up every morning and they could see the things that were created that would teach them that there is a God. And they could not deny it. Paul said they are without excuse. Because of their sin. Their sin, because what they're doing does not leave them with an excuse because they don't have the law. <clears throat> he said concerning, no, well, I can't go there. That's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be tempted to chase that rabbit too far. I'm going to leave that where it's at. <clears throat> but the Apostle Paul talks about the law of nature teaching us about God. Now, in the, in the writings of the Acts of the Apostles, the reason why those nations were not utterly destroyed. Some of them were, weren't they? Sodom and Gomorrah and the regions around them. Some of them were. <clears throat> says, Paul says that God winked at those Gentile nations. It doesn't mean he enjoyed or gave his permission, only that the law was not given them and God simply allowed them to still thrive and survive. But now, Paul says, and this is where America stands, the gospel has been opened, it has been revealed, it has been taught, so that America is without excuse. Now God commands His children, particularly because it is God, the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, God commands repentance, even commands it of the wicked from their wicked ways, that is, of their moral uh, um, of their, uh, uh, their moral atrocities. That is, they cannot do things just because they want to do them. And they should never influence Lord's people to do things like that. That is what Paul is saying. Watch out for that kind of activity. These things are for, the, for our examples because he says, to end that up, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth. You think that you're standing good? You think you're standing in God's uh, ways? I hope that you think you do, but I hope that you don't think it on a false pretense. That you really are. Let him that thinketh that he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Because you and I can fall. I'm not saying you're going to lose your eternal salvation. I'm saying you're going to, you're going, you, you and I can be uh, judged by God. We can be a part of God's judgment. You know, we, we got to quit being bamboozled, don't we? And uh, hornswoggled. <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, Let's look at the results of this kind of activity. And we can't go to every place, but let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 3. Because in each time that the, uh, that the children of Israel, when, when there was judgments brought upon them, God describes why. You know, he doesn't leave us without information. So when Paul writes this stuff and he says, remember when they did this. Remember when they did, don't do this, don't do that. Watch out for this. That, that's real stuff. Because, because ultimately, they're being taught by somebody. They listened to somebody besides God. Now, this was right before a, a, a captivity of the Assyrian nation. The, the Israelites got themselves in a lot of trouble, didn't they? Other nations would come in and trouble them. Well, sound a little bit like what's going on today. Nations troubling us, sending balloons over us. 
Huh? Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? That that God can open up another nation just because the the nation that that where the truth lies is is uh, is lying in in filth. We don't want to be that nation. Do we? we don't want to be that people. You teach others. You teach them from God's word. You let God teach you, then you teach them what God has taught you. You won't go wrong there. You cannot go wrong. You stand like Brother Cole said. You stand fast. You quit you like men. In other words, you 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 <laughs> you be solid for Christ. Okay. So this is the uh, in the third chapter of the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> for behold, this is uh, the first first verse. For behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem the, uh, and from Judah the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread, the whole stay of water. The mighty man is taken away. The man of war is taken away. You know when you get when you have a <clears throat> when you have a naval uh, commercial about the navy with a drag queen. Doing its commercial, and uh, and and they're they're appealing to people to come and join the navy. You know, does that really feel like there's going to be a mighty man fighting for the United States? It doesn't to me. It's like, uh, and somebody saw one of the military men saw that, and they said, "I'm, you know, that doesn't give me much comfort. That if I'm on a if I'm out on a battlefield, that I've got RuPaul to help me. You know, and I I don't mean to call names out, but that's just the way it is, y'all." That's just that's the world we live in. And so when God takes away the mighty men, you, you just, that's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> when God removes his hand and there are no mighty men, and we have in, in, our, in our military all sorts of things going on, a, a woke military, what kind of confidence does that give you in our military? And, and, and our military is, is depleting. I mean, there's less people that join. They're having a hard time getting people to come. Who would want to join something like that, you know? Who would really want to? So God takes away the mighty men, the man of war, the judge, the person who can discern right and wrong. (laughs) The prophet, that is a good one. The prudent, the ancient man, that has wisdom, right? The captain of 50, the honorable man, the the, uh, the counselor, people who can give good advice. What kind of advice can you get today from people? You ever thought about that? What kind, of, what kind of advice would you give? What kind of advice would I give? The cunning artifice, uh, artificer, which is working with your hands, and the eloquent orator. I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. Listen, my, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, and, and I, I, I apologize firsthanded right here. And I want you, the generation behind me and my wife, to break this. My generation <clears throat> are at fault. We exalted our children to the degree that to the degree that, that they became so important. We want them to be important. To the point that our children basically governed our lives. What they wanted, that's what we gave them. Was it always good? Of course not. You know, when when uh, there's always been a pecking order of thing, and mom and dad come before children. Mom and dad do. We, uh, my generation, has given our children trophies for last place because we don't want to feel left out. You know, I don't, 
I'm, I'm not saying that's just a horrible idea. What I'm saying is <clears throat> we, have, we have moved our lives around our children to the point where the Lord's service a lot of time is missed because we're doing something with our children, right? We'll even forsake the house of God if our children's involved with something. And I've got to go there. I can't let my child be without me. Now, in that sense, that's children ruling over us. And most of the time, that does not bring up... I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying most of the time, that leads to a generation of people who have no respect for the man with gray hair who does not rise up when the old man walks in the room. This kind of uh, mentality uh, leaves us with a generation that... uh, that, that, that Solomon says, think highly of themselves. Their eyes are lofty. They're, they're proud. They, they walk uh, upright, he says, with, with no humility, having no reverence for the pecking order of things. I want the generation behind me, I want my children and all of you that are behind my generation, break that cycle. First of all, break the cycle. <clears throat> Love your children. But you bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of God and the Lord. Don't let them control your lives. You tell your children on the Lord's day, we're going to the house of God. Don't give them the option to stay home. Do not give them the option. I didn't have the option. Mama Kay and Granddad did not give me the option of whether or not I was wanting to go to church that day or not. I would have enjoyed watching the Dallas Cowboy football game. I would have. That's pitiful, but that's just me. I've learned better since then. God's taught me some hard lessons. But Mama Kay and Granddaddy never gave me the option of whether or not I'm going to the house of God or not. They were kind of like Joshua, wasn't they? Choose you this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is a good way to start your family, and that's a good way to end your family. When you leave this world, that's what you ought to be doing. Start your family that way, end your family that way. Don't let... The system of the United States of America make you feel guilty for not doing things for your children that would keep you from serving God first. Don't let that system make you feel guilty. Just stand up. Be quit you like men. Stand up for Christ, right? Defend the faith. It's a defense, y'all. It is truly a defense. Now, So, so this is what happens. The people shall oppress or be oppressed by one another, even within the own nation. Sound like America? Oppression? You know, talking, you know, we, we're this side and that side. This is constant war, conflict of words isn't it? Well, but between us all. All right, we got it. Let's, let's move on. All right. He says, Jerusalem is ruined in the eighth verse. Judah is fallen because of their tongue, because of what they say, and their doings. Not only what they do, but they talk about it and they don't mind. Remember, we're warned against this. Because their their tongue and their doings uh, are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of His glory. You know, that's not wise. You say, well, God's changed. No, He's not. I am glad Skyla uh, or Kenley, one of y'all chose that song. The God that lived in the olden times is just the same today. I am God and I change not. Our government's not going to change him. Our educational system's not going to change him. Hollywood's not going to change him. 
the songs on the radio are not going to change God. They can utter their voices. They can provoke the eyes of His glory, but they will not change it. And neither will I. Why should I try? It'd be better just to humble myself under His mighty hand, isn't it? That's, that's the best life. That's, that, this, that's the answer to all this, by the way. I'll go ahead and give you a, a spoiler alert. <clears throat> the show of their countenance does witness against them. In other words, they don't even care. There's, no, there's almost like no fear in what they say or what they do. They declare their sin as Sodom. In other words, they don't even hide it anymore. This is Pride Month, y'all. Pride Month. It, it's, this is a celebration in the United States of America. Can y'all believe that? That we celebrate <clears throat> Pride Month with the very emblem of God's covenant of peace. Are you talking about provoking the eyes of glory? You say, well, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to show you that's, that's wrong. I mean, th- th- what happened after this? The Israelites went into captivity. They had other nations ruling over them. God opened up an Assyrian king, said, send his heart to destroy nations, and not, not a few. I'm going to give him the opportunity to go into my people and take them captive. Destroy their harmony. Ruin their comfort. If you, if you look in the Bible, in the, in, the, in the Old Testament, the time the Israelites had peace is when they were obedient to God. They were obedient to God in the days of, of David and Solomon. Now, David had a sin, didn't he? The Bathsheba sin, that was an awful sin. But that was directly against God and David. It was not a, a whole thing. That is, he did not teach the Israelites to do that. And God told David personally, Concerning, concerning that sin, you have despised me because you despise my law. Anytime we despise God's laws, his moral laws and commandments, guess what? We're despising God, even as God's child, which David was. So David got the punishment of a firstborn child from that woman being taken from him. That was, his, that was the punishment. That was his rod of correction. Now, he says they show their countenance, they, their, their, uh, their countenance witness against them. They declare their sin as Sodom, uh, as Sodom, and they hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. That is the reward of such activity. You say, well, it's not that way today. Come on, folks, look around. Look around. Why do you, got, why do you feel like you've got to tote a gun when you go to Nashville now? Why, when you go into Walmart and Whaley, do you just feel a little bit weird? You know, why, why, is, why are people seem like they're, they're unhinged? That's what gender uses all the time. It's like the world is unhinged. There's a reason why the world is unhinged. God says they reward evil to themselves. He says, woe to the wicked. I don't, I don't miss number 10. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him. Okay? So, you know, you and I may wind up suffering, but it's going to be well with us. <laughs> it's going to be well. And we can say it is well with our soul, can't we? <clears throat> they shall eat the fruit of their doings. You do right, you're going to enjoy those fruits. You worship God, you tend your worship service, you, 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 you abstain from sin. You don't listen to the knowledge of people who have no right to say what they do. No right whatsoever. Move, back, move God's bounds. 
move his laws, remove them all together. Just listen, just if, if you if you live according to this book right here, and let this be your guide. Let this be the, you know, that's why David said, my, thy word, O God, is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. If you want a light and a lamp to govern you and guide you, this is it. You can't get, in other words, and I'm sorry, but Miss T. Swift does not sing about this right here, but neither did Journey and Led Zeppelin. If, if, if songs govern you and, and they, they sound so good from the, from the singer, uh, and you say, well, because that singer is so popular, I wish I could be like that singer because she has a lot of money. Look at her popularity. Let's listen to what Paul said concerning Jesus Christ. All right. Now, the American way is, that is your dream. You go chase it. Paul said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Huh. What mind was in Christ Jesus? Who made himself of no reputation. How about that? He didn't care what people said about it. He didn't want to exalt himself in that way. He was highly exalted in another way, y'all. That's why we worship that man. He made himself of no reputation. God himself, much higher than Journey and Zeppelin and T-Swift. That's what they call her, isn't it? T-Swift. Any entertainer, anybody from Hollywood, if you let that mind govern you, which is going to make you happier? What what would be the, what is the happiest? Y'all know the answer to this. Surely we would say the word of God. However, Paul described Jesus' mind. If that mind governs me, that I do not make myself a reputation among men, but Jesus Christ humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Sounds like that's kind of what we need to do ourselves, to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. Again, that is the answer to this. Now, In the ninth chapter, I want to get this, and we're going to move on to Jeremiah. In the ninth chapter of Isaiah, <clears throat> this again, this is this is a description of how God feels about wickedness, all right? About rebellion against God and God's laws. <clears throat> so now, in the fifteenth verse, the ancient and honorable. He is the head, and the prophet that teaches lies, he's the tail. God's saying, the person that lies, don't listen to them. They're, they're like the tail. <clears throat> For the leaders of this people cause them to err. And you have leaders, and you are a leader, whether you think you are or not. Somebody looks to you as a leader. They may think of you and say, well, if, if old Brother Graham's doing this, then surely it's right to do now, I hope whatever Brother Graham's doing is right to do, and if that's the case, then they have a good reason to pattern what they're doing after Brother Graham. <clears throat> but what if they look at Brother Lofton here? And they, they find me in places I ought not be, doing things I ought not do. They say, well, he's, he's a preacher. You know, He belongs to that old Baptist church out in Buffalo. Uh, if he can do it, why can't I? See, I'd be leading somebody, and I'd be causing them to err. I would be a cause of their error if they looked at me and said, if he did it, why not me? 
That's why Paul said to abstain from the very appearance of evil. Don't let, don't, I mean, don't even give the appearance of it. I've said this before, but this is what I mean. I don't mean to be too much of a joke about the matter. But it's, it's like, like I said, like going into a, 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 uh, you know, a strip club with your head down saying the only reason you're going is because you like their nachos. And I don't look when I go in. They're the best nachos in town. So I'm, uh, but somebody sees you go in, they don't know you're going for the nachos, right? They don't know you're going for the for the best nachos in town. They might see you and they say, "There goes Lofton, tucked back into that place again." And I say, "I don't look. I just go for the nachos." Somebody was that's abstaining from the very appearance of evil. Find my nachos somewhere else. Let listen. I'll go. I'll go to the Mexican restaurant. Do much better, even though they might not be as good. I have to give something up to set a good example. Sometimes that's just a, so don't even give the appearance of evil because somebody you're somebody is watching you. All right. <clears throat> now, back to the ninth chapter. <clears throat> the leaders caused them to err. And then he says, uh, therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men, neither shall have mercy on the on the fatherless and the widows. Getting serious, isn't it? Everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer. Every mouth speaketh folly. Boy, that when when people get that way. When the mouse, when every mouse speaks folly, then we have trouble. For all this, his anger is not turned away. That is, from the point of this, God's anger is not turned away. His hand is still stretched out still. And that's not the hand of, of mercy. That's the hand of judgment. God's still stretching it out until he finishes what he promised to do. And that was captivity. For, wicked, for wickedness burneth like a fire, doesn't it? Once it spreads, once you give, once you give it its head, it burns. And it, 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 it goes on to the, it, it catches the next woods on fire. It catches the next woods on fire. That's why you can never give it its head. America has given wickedness its head. Back years ago, before you and I were even born, y'all, really after World War II, all this started, and, and you saw it in the 60s, in the, in the freedom generation you know, of hippies and, and living like you want to live, and no bounds. And you have people like John Lennon singing, imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky, and people think, wow, what wisdom there is in John Lennon. You know, that, again, there's songs. Imagine there's no heaven. That's all you got to do is imagine, and it'll go away. It's like putting your head in the sand, all right? That's, that's Linus Van Pelt. Don't tell me because I don't want to know. You have to walk circumspectly, walk looking around you. Understand what's going on. Understand exactly what is happening in our nation, among our people, and in our churches. Understand what you can do to make it better. <clears throat> For the wrath of the Lord of hosts, uh, uh, through the wrath of the Lord of hosts is the land darkened, and the people are as fuel for the fire. You don't know who keeps stoking God's fire? It's us. Pe- the people are as fuel for the fire. The reason there's darkness on the land is because of the wrath of God. Guess who's stoking it? Guess who keeps pouring? You know, you, you can't put out a fire by putting gasoline on it. doesn't make sense. That is what we are doing in America. You can't put this fire out by putting gasoline. God's people have got to separate themselves from this kind of living. I mean, I'm talking about God's redeemed, the elect of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We have got to separate ourselves from that kind of living. We do that, and we can live peacefully even in this evil time. 
But we don't want to be the cause. We don't need to help stoke the fire of God, do we? What we speak, we want to speak right. All right, so let's go to the book of Jeremiah. So this is another captivity, a worse captivity. This is the captivity of, of the Babylonian captivity. And uh, in the 23rd chapter, listen, this is again God explaining why they're here. All right, this is why you're here. 16th verse, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not to the words of the prophet that prophesy unto you. So whoever tells you things, don't listen to them if what they tell you is wrong. Don't be, don't be the one who, who, who wants somebody to tell you, have an itching ears, just tell me what I want to hear. Because what I want to hear is the way it's surely got to be. That is not who our God is, y'all. That is not. It will never work. That, this kind, of, this kind of, of, uh, of activity and system does not work. They make you vain. Hmm. You mean teachers can make, people who teach can make us vain in our own minds? Yes, they can. Because they, they appeal to our flesh, don't they? Absolutely. They speak a vision of their own heart. You know, you ever heard anybody say, well, I have a vision to do this, and I, my dreams are to do so and so. And those dreams are really not according to the will of God. Now, when prophets, that is, people who take God's word or say things in the name of God. You say, well, there's no prophets today. Yes, there are. There's prophecy in today. I'm not talking about a a foretelling of future events. I'm talking about when you convey something from God's word and you say, this is what God's word says. You better be able to back it up. And it better make sense. and And you better be able to prove that that does not contradict God's word elsewhere. So the idea of saying, I don't think God cares, first of all, should be a red flag to anybody who hears that from somebody's mouth. I don't think God... God cares about everything. Listen, if, if, if the sparrow that falls is known by God, God cares about a sparrow. If the hairs of your head are numbered, God cares about your hairs. <laughs> God has an easier time counting mine nowadays. But God cares. There's nothing that God does not care about. Do not start your conversation or, or trying to tell about God as I don't think that God does such and such. You don't have to listen, you don't have to worry about thinking what God thinks or does or his will. It will be revealed to you in the Word of God. It's there. Just gotta go find it. This is the best book in the world, y'all. Better than any novel. It's, it's, it's better than, than, uh, than uh, the Harry Potter, Potter books. It's, it's, it's better than uh, 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 Hunger Game books. It's better than what's, uh, what, what's made the top ten list now on Oprah Winfrey's book list. You know, all the things that she loved. This is the best book in the world right here. Read it, study it, pray about it, and then obey it. And you will find yourself much happier, much happier than the system around you. All right. So, they speak visions of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. When you take things out of, uh, when you say things that is not in the mouth of God, you are walking on thin ice. They say to them that despise me. In other words, there's folks who teach people who despise God 
The Lord hath said. Notice what they say. They say that God has said this. I mean, how many, how many religious leaders today say that now God says that homosexuality is okay? How many, how many churches are going after uh, that kind of uh, a belief and, and uh, acceptance of whatever? You know, or, or that abortion's okay? You know, because we say it is. Women say, my body, my choice. God says, thou shalt not kill. Which one are you going to take? Which one are you going to listen to? Who has the authority? Does, does the politician have it? Absolutely not. Listen, we give, we give man way yonder too much credit and authority over us. These things have been going on for years. We are reaping the benefits just like the Israelites did here. They're, listen, we're, going, we're reaping the, the reward of our evil doings. I will reward them evil for their doings, God says. What's going on in America today? As a reward of the evil that's been going on for a while, we've got to break it. It's up to us. Listen, we can't undo the past. You can't undo what's done in the past. We can only control what we do in the future. And that's it. That is it. And what you do is important. What you're doing today is important. Do you know that, that the Israelites, one of the reasons the Israelites, is they gave up worship too. They gave it up. I mean, right, right before, they, they did hear, God said in the 17th chapter, go, go tell them on the Lord's day, on, my, on the Sabbath day, you quit buying and selling. You quit working. God said, tell them don't work. Don't buy and sell. Don't trade. It's my day. I set it apart for myself. The Israelites forgot about that. They said, surely God don't care. Somebody told them it's okay. Guess what? It wasn't. It never is. It never is. In the New Testament, when, uh, when Jesus, it, this is before another destruction of the Jews. Listen, we can learn a lot from these people. Learn not what to do. <clears throat> in the, in the, uh, when the Lord talked about his own gospel, says, you go and you tell them my gospel is ready. The, the meal is prepared. I am the great, uh, uh, I am the, I'm the, con, uh, the uh, oh gosh, what's the word? Uh, culinary genius. That's the culinary, that's what I want. Christ is a culinary genius when it comes to his gospel. It's a fit gospel. He says, you go and you tell them that it's ready to come. And they made light of it. That's just simple. They, they just said, they made light of it as if it's not important. One went to the farm, one went to his merchandise. City folk, country folk, just alike. They just, it's just life as normal. And Jesus Christ was angry and full of wrath. What about America today? What about people who are fishing today? Not just working, but fishing or, or, or laying on their couch today or mowing their yard. What about when football season starts and the, and the crowds rushing to the Stadiums, you know, and, and they they have a, uh, you know, if you're religious-minded and you, you get there early, you know, because you want to tailgate party, uh, you get there and you have a 10-minute a devotional. We do a 10-minute devotional before kickoff. Surely Jesus Christ is satisfied with that. Listen, we cannot continue on. We, it's, like, it's like stoking the fire, y'all. God's religion is vital and important to God. If it's vital and important to God, it'll be vital and important to us. 
talking about God's religion. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about any religion. I'm talking about God's religion ought to be vital and important to us. Because God was furious with them because he said concerning uh, God. Hold your place right here. Let's go to Prophet Hosea right quick. Concerning that, (laughs) in the Prophet Hosea, God says in the third chapter, um, fourth chapter, he says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. You know, the old Van Pelt thing. But lack of knowledge, they have rejected the knowledge of God. You know, people tell them, nah, don't want to listen to that. That's not what I want to hear. I will also reject thee. <clears throat> Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will forget thy children. You don't think it affects the generations after us? What we do will not affect Teddy's generation. And if Teddy gets married and has children, his generation... Do we not think that the 60s are affecting us right now? When, when, when they were wrong. I mean, if that's right, that's, that's a different way of affecting. But this was done by wrong. All right. He moves on down at their religion. <clears throat> Twelfth verse. My people ask counsel at their stocks and at their staff. They declare it. In other words, they ask advice and counsel from everything other than God. I don't want to go to God because God's going to tell me something I don't want to hear. All right. For the spirit of whoredoms have caused them to err. They have gone a whoring from under their God. In other words, they just they're wandering about here and they're doing what they want to do. They sacrifice upon the tops of the mountains. They burn incense upon the hills, under the oaks and poplars and elms, because the shadow thereof is good. It's nice and easy. It feels good. It's a feel-good religion. Whatever feels good at the time, it's just what we do. The shadow of this surely would give me permission. I don't have to go up to the temple of God. I don't have to go to the sanctuary of God. I can sit right here and I can get ready for a Titan kickoff and I can come here to a to, to a tailgate party and I can have a 10-minute devotional in the name of Jesus. And it will be okay with him. Good friend of mine. Good friend of yours. I won't mention his name. <clears throat> his son was playing in a tournament, a ball tournament, baseball tournament in Jackson, Tennessee. Sometimes God will do something to try you. Y'all believe that? It's in the Bible. I can, I can prove it, but I won't go there. <clears throat> well, the final was on a Saturday. And then there was a huge rain shower. What did the people do? Did you think they said, all right, we'll do it next Saturday? No. The game will be played on Sunday, they said. Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. How about that? Right at the worship time for most people. <clears throat> well, my, our, our, our friend's son was a starting third baseman. And the coach afterwards said, all right, the game's been scheduled tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And our dear friend said, we won't be there. Made the coach mad. Who you gonna, who, who you want to make mad? The coach or you want to make mad God? What's your options there? It's an easy option for this brother. Easy option. We won't be there. And the coach got mad at him and said, he's a starting third baseman. He said, we're, listen, I know, I understand what I'm saying. We're going to have a devotional that morning. And our good friend said, that's okay. We are members of the church. We are going to the old Baptist church. 
We're going to worship God. We're not going to get in a hurry. And if the game's still going on afterwards, we'll be here. But we won't be there. And guess what? They didn't. That man is a spiritual brother. He's a spiritual giant among us, honestly. Sometimes you've got to stand up for God. You do that, and you'll be rewarded. You will. Don't yield. Don't yield. Don't yield. In other words, don't do what's easy. Don't say, this is a shadow. This is the easiest thing. Ten-minute devotional to God surely is good enough. No, it is not. This generation, you break that. Break it. Don't continue in it. Break it. When you stop going places on Sunday, they'll stop scheduling them on Sunday. How about that? Thank you, Brother Carlos. All right. Back to Jeremiah 23. We're about done, y'all. I know y'all have enjoyed this sermon today. (laughs) I've enjoyed trying to preach it, by the way. Because it's it's important to me. Yes. It's important to this country. It's important to this church. All right. So they, they, they speak things that does not come from the mouth of God. They say to them that despise him, you shall have peace. In other words... You're going to have peace. And they say to everyone that walketh at the imagination of their own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Does that sound familiar in America? That the people who are trying to hold for what's right and good inside of God are the evil people. The people who are wanting to push evil are telling them, no evil is going to come upon you. Because we're going to support it. The old, the old United States of America will pass laws to support you. Will pass laws to support this. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees. That just means say woe unto them that make laws that are unrighteous. Woe. It doesn't say blessed are they, does it? Woe unto them that do this. And that those that despise God, they tell them, no evil is going to come upon you. None. We got your back. The great nation of America has got your back. They forget who we're under. They forget the supreme God. Our government, our educational system that pushes all sorts of mess and garbage, our entertainment system, everything that pushes this, that comes in your television or your radio, all of this are under the hand of Almighty God, and we will be rewarded evil for our doings. Don't worry about that. God makes good on his promises. He does. <clears throat> For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his words? Who hath marked his words and heard it? If you have stood in the counsel of the Lord and you've heard God's words, surely to goodness we would not be going in this direction. How much stock do you put in God's word, y'all? What kind of investment of your life do you put? I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about your money and the stock. I'm talking about the stock of your life and your joy and happiness and what goes on in your life. How much stock do you put in the Word of God? Are you like Jesus Christ that says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Not just the words we like to hear. Not the words of sovereign grace only. The wonderful words of sovereign grace. But also the words that put me exactly where I should be. You like those words. They're just as good. They will yield happiness and peace in here. They might not yield popularity. might not put you up on the pedestal. But it's okay to come down off that pedestal. Jesus Christ never was on it. You shouldn't be up there either. 
Come on down to the feet of Jesus, y'all. Come on down. And when you come down to the feet of Jesus, you're actually going up. (laughs) You're actually going up. That's the best place you can be. And to be happy there. That's the good part. That's where Mary was. And Jesus says, Mary's chosen that good part. I'm not going to take it from her, Martha. I know you're upset because she's not helping you clean and fix this nice dinner. But this is the most important thing. My feet. All right. We're about done. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. God says it's going to happen. The anger of the Lord shall not return. All right. Now here it is. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath executed, until he hath performed the thoughts of his heart. God said, I'm going to see this thing through. And then it says, in the latter days, you shall consider it perfectly. Now, that's not the latter days gospel time. What he's talking about is, when some escaped, about 53,000 went back to Jerusalem, right? About 53,000 of the Jews. They could consider perfectly why they were in that bondage. Ezra would pray things like, Lord, thou hast punished us far less than our iniquities deserve. Daniel in, uh, in, 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 uh, in the book of Daniel would, would, would say uh, things like, Oh God, we have sinned against thee. See, they're seeing things perfectly now. They're seeing why the captivity, why the turmoil, why the chaos, why the confusion, why the judgment, why God poured this out upon us. It's when, when it's over, he says, you're going to see it perfectly. What we need to do is try to avoid it. You know, that would be the best option for us is try to avoid judgment of God. By living righteously, soberly, decently in this present world, not stoking God's fire, not adding adding fuel to the fire, making this a a, a worse situation. In other words, if we can can live according to God's word and rule at the feet of Jesus, we'll be much better off. Now, those who considered it and understood, guess what they did? They went right back. To building the temple. They went by the house of God, didn't they? They, they swore and, cons- and made a great consent among themselves that they were not going to forsake God's house. That was a part of the reason they were captivity. They quit. Just like God commanded them, marrying women from other nations and, and offering idols to those people. They, they, start this, they started restoring, right? They went back to how God said, and guess what? They got to live in peace. That is the only option we have, y'all. That's it. That is the only option. That, that's why God said you'll see it perfectly. You're going to understand this. Once you get on this side of it, you're going to understand why you were there, and you're going to understand what I command you is real. It is real. It's real in America. God's people better perspective, right? We better, we better learn. All right. Then he says this, and I'm, I'm, these, these are my last words. I have not sent these prophets... Yet they ran. God does not send people to say things that's contrary to Him, but they do it anyways. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. They still spoke on my behalf, but they spoke the counsel of their own heart, right? And they did not speak the heart of God. For if they had stood in my counsel, if they understood God, and it caused my people to hear my word, says God, then they should have turned them from their evil ways and from their evil doings. If you speak the word of God, that's what you're going to do. You're never going to turn people to it. You're never going to give 
permission to deny the Lord. You can't and speak God's words. So, if all of us here are teachers, and we are in some way, you know, not everybody's a preacher, I understand that, but you're all teachers because the Holy Ghost is one. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldliness, we should live soberly and righteously in this present evil world. If the teacher of God teaches you, what should you teach others? But the same thing. For how is that going to affect God's children if you teach them opposite of God? Huh? That might affect them severely bad. And it might provoke God. We don't want to provoke God. We don't listen. We, we are <laughs> the, the, the only alternative. To evil is good. 